I wanted to start by saying, if you've tried calling our offices yesterday, uh, we apologize. The weather here has been quite amazing. We got so much snow here. One of my employees was saying they went out to take care of the chickens in his backyard. He was in waist-deep snow. Um, we got pounded pretty good. We had to close the offices yesterday because of the snow. Um, so if you tried to contact us or order something, we apologize. But we're back open today. Uh, but it's still treacherous driving. Be careful out there if you're in this area. Uh, it's still hard uh, to get in and out, and the roads are still bad. But we, uh, we pray for that to get taken care of. Now, the law here is what Jesus is talking about, and I think this is important because we all have this view that the God of the Old Testament is this strict and mean and this ogre, whereas the God of the New Testament is nice. Jesus is picture. He's gentle. So they're totally, it's different. The Old Testament and the New Testament. He's mellowed over time. So he, we have to understand this because God guides us, okay? In the Old Testament, we're like little children. What's the first thing you teach little children? What not to do before what to do because they're not old enough yet to understand what to do like love, but what not to do, like not putting your hand on the stove or you're going to get burned. All right. So the Old Testament for the little ones is don't do this. Whereas the New Testament is more for the adults do this like love. So Christ, you know, um, with Jesus, Christ coming, uh, God establishes this new covenant and love for mankind, but he did not negate the Old Testament, okay? The Old Covenant has been fulfilled from stone in the ark to now being in the flesh in the new ark of Mary. Um, but here's the thing, everybody, it, it, there had to be, and this is important, there had to be the law before the gospel of love could come. We had to have a law of the Old Testament for the gospel of love of the New Testament. Why? Because men had to learn the difference first between right and wrong before they could do the right. So don't do the wrong, Old Testament, don't do this. And then you learn the difference between the right and the wrong so you can do the right, the New Testament. Okay, and so man had no ability to know from himself what was right or wrong. So God did this for us. So society must function. Here's where we really get interesting today. Society must function on God's law of the objective moral truth or it will break down. It will break down. You know, that's why Jesus made one statement about the law that often causes confusion. Do not think, he said, that I have come to abolish the law. I have come to fulfill it. And now this is odd because Jesus and his disciples didn't always observe all the laws, right? They ate the, the, the um, grain, right? And they, they didn't do all the rituals of the law. Why? Because Jesus fulfilled dietary and ritual laws, like the Old Testament, that you can't eat shellfish, or you got to cut your hair, or you can't cut your hair. Um, he fulfilled these. Um, you know, the dietary laws of the law, or rules, you should say, of the law. You know, Jesus now says no food can defile you. So he's fulfilled that. What about ritual laws? 
What were the ritual laws of the Old Testament? Sacrificing animals. Now, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross ended any need for sacrifice of animals, of the ritual law. So Christians, we are not obligated to follow the Jewish laws regarding punishment, warfare, slavery, diet, circumcision, sacrifice, Sabbath, I get those letters all the time. You Catholics change the Sabbath. Well, we don't observe the Sabbath. The Ten Commandments that we now understand is keep holy the Lord's Day. And the Lord's Day is Sunday because he resurrected it. We didn't switch it to Sunday. If you have a problem that it's we honor Sunday rather than Saturday, then take it up with Jesus. Ask him why he resurrected on Sunday instead of Saturday. I, I'm baffled by that sometimes, but how many letters I get on that, that we Catholics changed the Bible, we changed, and, and we, we, we do it on Sunday. Christ resurrected on Sunday. He's the one that fulfilled the Sabbath of Saturday. And so we're not Jewish. We don't observe the same Jewish Sabbath laws. All right, so even with tithing and ritual cleanliness, we don't have to wash our hands seven times or whatever. We just, you know, we, we, we know that this has been uh, fulfilled, this type of law. How? Well, in 49 AD, Peter, Paul, and other Christian leaders, they met in Jerusalem, and they agreed that Gentiles coming into the faith were not required to follow completely the old law. So those people who say we changed it, you need to know this. The council said that they had to still keep certain things like sexual morality. This is big. All right. So the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments and the old law are in one way still effect. In effect, do not commit adultery. OK, the sexual laws are still the moral laws are still in place. You're not stealing. You don't defame your, your neighbor or lie. But the ritual and dietary laws like cutting your hair or eating shellfish, they're, they're, we're not following the Jewish law anymore. Christ fulfilled that. So Christ did not abolish the moral and ethical laws like the Ten Commandments. There's nothing in the Ten Commandments about what not to eat or cutting your hair. There is in the Ten Commandments the moral law about sexuality and stealing and lying. And so this, you know, it is, this is what Christ tells us makes a person holy or not. Not what food you put into you, but, but, but rather what you do and don't do. So in a way, God has not revoked his original covenant with Israel and the Jewish people, but he's fulfilled it. And so freedom from the Old Testament law is not a license for us to have no moral standards. This is what the world tries to tell us. You shall not commit adultery, Jesus said, but anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery in his heart. So you can see the moral law was actually strengthened. Right? So you don't think that, you know, we don't want to think that the Old Testament law doesn't apply at all, that you can do whatever you want. No, the Ten Commandments still have importance because the first three, love God. The remaining seven, love your neighbor. 
These commandments are love God, love your neighbor. And the New Testament is how we do that. The reverence and the respect is what Jesus came to teach, to teach us. And part of the Old Testament that reply, applied to that, he accentuated. And so the Bible is, you've heard me say this, a love story. It's about God trying to call back his unfaithful bride, Israel. We are now the church, the new Israel. He's trying to call us to him. In the New Testament, we know that the groom, Jesus, comes for his bride, us, the church, in the wedding feast of the Lamb, which is, starts here with this Mass. But you know, there's a problem, though. People think that means the law doesn't apply anymore. It goes both ways. We don't follow the letter of the law. We're going to hear Faustina. Jesus tell that Faustina when Paul reads that in a few minutes. We do not follow the letter of the law, meaning dietary and ritual, cutting hair and eating shellfish. But we still need laws for society to run. To ensure society runs, we need society guidelines and laws. Otherwise, there's anarchy. So I want to finish with this, because not only do we need rules for people inside our own private lives, our families, but the government. The government needs a constitution, and now we're falling away from that constitution. That's why there's anarchy. All right, the moral law applies to private families, how you raise your children, live with your spouse. But we also need laws of society for the government and the public like it's supposed to run. Now, sometimes this all breaks down. Sometimes we have unjust laws that we are not to follow. Unjust laws that strip the dignity of life or sanctity of marriage, all right? Even in the church, even in the church, and this is where I wanted to finish, we can sometimes misunderstand this. You know, there is a story going on the web right now about a guy named Josh Alexander. Um, he attended or attends St. Joseph Catholic High School in Renfro, Ontario. Please pray for our Canadian brothers and sisters. Like I said, I think it's awesome that you got Father Mark Goring up there. God bless him. This is a solid priest. And when you look at solid priests, like Father Wade Meninez, my good friend out of Fathers of Mercy, or uh, Father Spitzer that you can see on EWTN, uh, Father Mitch Paquan, EW. These are solid priests. And we need the Mark Gorings, Father Mark Gorings out of Canada, because what is going on up there? So in this St. Joseph Catholic High School in Renfro, Ontario, this student, Josh Alexander, spoke out against boys using the girls' restroom. I mean, when I was in high school, this even conversation wouldn't even have been happening because it was so beyond comprehension that boys could use girls' bathrooms. And so he spoke out against it and saying the boys should not violate the privacy of the girls. And so they invited a panel of discussion. People could give their opinions and Josh Alexander gave his opinion by reading from Scripture. 
that God created man, male, and female. So he gave this, I'm just reporting the facts here, he gave this as his opinion that there's two genders. Well, what happened, he was first suspended for bullying. How you get bullying out of reading the Bible? Not quite sure. And then he tried, when he tried to go back to class, he was arrested for trespassing. This is a fact. This is a fact. Now, if I had a student at St. Joseph's High School in Renfro, Ontario, you better believe that I would be showing up at that principal's office. And any of you, if you're in that area, you have a right. This is a Catholic school. What in the world are they teaching? And so then a group came out called Renfro Pride, a local group, and labeled this person, Josh Alexander, and the few students that decided to support him as a terror organization. Him and the few students that decided to support him, the boys should not be using girls' bathrooms, were labeled a terror organization. The school said that anyone supports his protest is banned from school transportation. I'm sorry, but principal of St. Joseph in Renfro, Ontario, do you realize what you are doing? And so they have banned the students who support this position from all school transportation. Where is the human right? Where is the Constitution? This is beyond comprehension. Some reports, I did a lot of research on this, said he was expelled. Other reports don't mention it, so I don't know if he's actually been expelled. Some reports claim he has. I was not able to definitively find that answer, but what I was able to find out, you know what? He's a Baptist. God bless you, Josh Alexander. You're going to a Catholic school, and you're the one person standing up for the truth of Scripture and of God at a Catholic school, and it takes a Baptist. God bless them. That's why, you know, I, I always do do my share of disputes of the teachings of Protestantism, but here I'm going to stand up and say, God bless them. God has a role and a purpose for the Protestant and the evangelicals. And I'll give you an example right here. The Catholic school itself did not have the courage to stand up for the truth, but a Baptist did. God bless you. And God bless all the Baptists and evangelicals who are doing the same when we Catholics are afraid. God bless you, Josh Alexander, standing up in a Catholic school. The Catholic school is saying he is bullying simply because he is reading from Scripture and saying to invade the privacy of the female students is not proper. That is a terrorist organization. I don't think so. In fact, I know it is not. 
And this is why our world is in such desperate need of God and his mercy. Why? Because we've lost our way. What is the answer? God's mercy. In the next month, we will be preparing for Divine Mercy Sunday, and examples like that can never show us more appropriately that we need his mercy now more than ever. So please join us in praying, praying for this St. Joseph's Catholic School, if you can call it that, and so that we stand up for the teachings of Christ, that we stand up for the teaching of Scripture, and that we recognize the privacy that those female students are entitled to. Please pray for our world and ask God's mercy to not crush us, but to change us, to not chastise us, but convert us. Ask that his mercy will soften our hearts so that we can see the truth. Hello, I'm Father Thaddeus Langton of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new podcast with Father Timothy Childers called Keeping It Marian. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org or search Keeping It Marian on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I want to share with you the riches of the charism of the Marian Fathers, which is the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, how it touches our lives as consecrated priests and religious, and how this mystery can bear fruit in your life, especially by keeping the Word of God and pondering it in our hearts in imitation of our Blessed Mother. I hope you'll join us. Again, it's called Keeping It Marian. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.